in Minnesota, I'm, I'm, I live in Minnesota. I'm from Minnesota. They're the anti-gophers. And there's a large section of the state that kind of likes the anti-gophers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, they're the anti-gophers. Yeah. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. All right, welcome to episode seven of season three of Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide. Again, I'm excited, I'm Rob Gilreath. Hosting in the absence of our of our fearless leader Tim out sick again, joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone, and Matt Cavender. What's going on, everybody? So this week with Tim's absence, we're going to keep it simple once again. We'll we'll recap the Clarkson series. We will preview the upcoming series over in the Sioux with uh, Lake State, and continue on with our weekly fantasy challenge as well as give a little bit of a, a little bit of a roundtable around the CCHA, what we've seen so far, what, what's coming up and, and what's going on. So we'll do a quick song from the thank you notes, brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be back to chat amongst the three of us again. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, welcome Ele- elevator back. Music, elevator music, yeah. elevator music, elevator <laughs> music. Little, little jeopardy. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> welcome back. Let's uh, let's get on to it with the, the Clarkson series. What were your guys' thoughts on the split this weekend? And we can start off with Matt because he doesn't have a drink in his mouth. Oh, well, well there's that. But um, overall, I was pretty happy with the result. Like, I I, I remember I called the uh, the sweep. I was really hoping for it. But the bottom line for me was that the game on Friday was just pure domination. Clarkson just didn't really look like they were in it for a second for me. And then Saturday, Tech was the better team for 50 minutes of that game. But that two minutes at the end of the uh, the end of the second, and probably the eight minutes they weren't the better team in the third, it was pretty obvious but i thought they were able to fight back pretty good for that so from from where i'm sitting i think the majority of the weekend they played a very good team very close they shut them out once and had an unfortunate loss in one of them so i'm i'm pretty happy with the split i know that right now it looks kind of bad because clarkson isn't ranked but i think they will be i'm i my prediction for them 
would be that going into March, they're going to be sitting somewhere between 18 and 13. So even though it doesn't look great right now, I don't think that's overall going to be a, a, a split that that hurts us. It's not a make or break part of our season. But I was happy to see um, the domination of the first game and just not being able to give up in the second game. And what I really liked about that second game was how uh, early Joe was willing to pull the goalie because I think that made a huge difference in the, the way the offense performed in the last part of that game because the last – two minutes when we were playing without a goalie was really exciting. It really felt like they were going to get that tie at any second. Yeah. It's one of the first times in a while where we've had an empty net situation where we haven't given up the goal. It feels like too. So exactly. Uh, and I also nice. want to talk about how Clarkson had one of the worst misses on an empty net I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, That was, that, that was, was unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh man, now it's going to be three, one. It's going to look worse on the books. What are you going to do? It's an empty net situation. They played really well with it. And then he just absolutely fanned on a wide open net. I was hoping my, for my the, dog uh, could have hit. <laughs> I was hoping for the same style of, you know, we, we see that big empty net miss and then I uh, come back down and score like the, was it a stars clip? I think, or somebody right where he, he well, the Oilers it. that where that happened, but. whoever it happens to. Yeah. It's, it's an NHL game where it's, it's just terrible. And they go and tie the game up and then win an OT. But no, but uh, that did not uh, did not happen there. So unfortunately, pretty tough when the miss happens with three seconds left in the game, right? right. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't much of a chance for it. So yeah. So Matt, I'm I'm not going to completely disagree with what you said. Uh, there are positives. The domination on Friday night was awesome to see, and I do got to say, I'm really happy to be able to say that I did see it because for the first time in two years, three years, I don't know how long. I've actually, I was actually able to watch the game because I have ESPN plus. So that was, that was sweet. Um, I was, I was really, really happy with where we were sitting after Friday night, Saturday night. I agree. Yes. They, in there, there were positives to be taken from that game, but what I, what I didn't like about it was, it was a team where we had a chance to put them away, right? It, yes, they, they might be a good team. And I, I agree with you. They're probably going to end up ranked at some point, if not, you know, for most of the season. But that doesn't change the fact that that was a very winnable game. That's a game that looking back, at the end of the season, I think we can, we're going to be able to look at and say it very easily could have been a W and those are ones that we're always going to want back. And that is going to leave a, you know, a bad taste in my mouth as a fan. I, I think, you know, I, I don't think that this is a, you know, deal breaker end of the season, you know, close up shop. It doesn't matter anymore. Kind of loss. I mean, there's still a good team. We're still, you know, everything's still in front of the, the team. You know, it, it's, it's not a problem, but it just kind of, it, it dampers down a little bit of the optimism that I had from Friday night. And I can understand that. It's certainly, it, it sucks to lose. It always does, especially, and I definitely hear what you're saying that it feels like, we should have been able to put that game away. When we went up one nothing off that six shot right off the faceoff, mm-hmm. I thought the game was over because up to that point, Tech was just skating circles around Clarkson. They could get no energy going. 
and then they fell asleep for the last two minutes of that second period, and that really burned them, and that's very frustrating to see. So I can see that perspective as well. Yep. Yeah, I think my perspective again, you know, similar Friday night, fantastic, absolute. Like it felt like we were watching the Wisconsin series again, right? Up front, forechecking was pushing hard, making them create mistakes. No offensive zone time, hardly at all for Clarkson. It felt like most of the game, the guys were were forechecking incredibly hard, and then even on on Saturday night, that's how the entire first period went too. But if you don't capitalize and you don't get a goal. Well, you're pushing that hard and you let them hang around. We end up in the trouble we ended up in on Saturday. One goal in the first period, and that's an entirely different game, I think. Forces Clarkson to kind of, you know, change their game plan a little bit there as they're behind and chasing the game. And, it, you know, just didn't end up that way because of the fact that, uh, you know, we, uh, we couldn't score in, in, that, in that first period. So, we gotta we gotta do better in actually finding the net when we're dominating like that. What really really worries me that more than anything from that Saturday night game is it was almost like flashbacks from last season when we had tons of scoring chances, we dominated games, but we weren't converting scoring chances into goals. That yep, was a exactly. big problem for the entire season last year, and it up until Saturday it seemed like that wasn't a problem this year. We were converting. We were turning our scoring chances into goals. And we need to make sure that we do not revert back to whatever was going on last year that was making it you know, so frustrating that we were dominating games or competitive in games, but it wasn't converted to goals. Yeah, that was that was definitely the case that, that first period. And and honestly, for a bit of the uh, second, one of the things that I did notice when when watching the game on on Saturday, one of the big changes was we were leading in the faceoffs uh, by a ton early in the game, something like seventy percent. There were points where it was seventy percent, yeah. Right, but at the end of the game on Saturday <clears throat> night, faceoffs were actually thirty to thirty-two. We were behind, so in the early part of the game, when we were dominating, the faceoff circle was a part of what we were dominating. Second half of the game, at some point, that completely reversed itself, and Clarkson actually pulled ahead in the faceoffs by the end of the mm. game as well. That's interesting. So, I never, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they were talking about it on the broadcast, and uh, okay, well, I, I didn't hear, I didn't hear the broadcast, the like the tech broadcast because I was listening to Clarkson. And I was too. I, I listened yeah, to the Clarkson broadcast as well. Those the two guys from Clarkson were really, really good to listen to. I was a big fan. They remind me a lot of actually listening to Dirk, to be honest. He gets excited no matter what team scores a goal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, they sound like a couple of announcers that are uh, that are into the game for the game itself, not just for the homer yeah. side. Like it was good. I, I really I like Clarkson, that. though. I mean, how can you not like Clarkson? It's I, tough I, I, because they're they're us in a different spot. <laughs> it's really difficult to dislike Clarkson mm-hmm. because there is school in the middle of you know BFE, Up, just like upstate, us. New, upstate New York. Where yeah, Clarkson's like located not, is not that different from the UP. It's in not, a lot of ways. Their hockey culture is really similar. They've got like a rowdy band that's really similar. Mm-hmm. Like I love it's the a, relationship that's it's been an engineering forged. school. It's an engineering school. Exactly. And like pretty much every like they've got their their history is like very akin to ours. It's mm-hmm. they're and a tough I, school to dislike. Like it's fun because it ah, I don't want to say loss against them sting a little less. 
because no, I don't I, think I don't think they do. Team, but like, it's a team that I want to see succeed, though. Exactly. You know? Like when yeah. they're playing us, I I it still hurts when we lose. But when they're not playing us, they are a team that I want to see succeed because I love to see them again down the line. I absolutely nailed their trivia question. I don't know which net it was, but the trivia question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when was the first time these teams played who won and what yep. was the score and i didn't i didn't hear it the first time they said it and i was sitting on the couch with with my wife and the second time they repeated the question when they were just gonna like give the answer right away i heard it the whole thing and i'm like oh yeah well, it was 1962 national championship game it was nine to two tech one and and megan looked over at me and she's she's like <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? Well, did you see the trivia question on the trivia question on the second night? No, I didn't see that one. No. The trivia was... question on the second night is what was the first time that Clarkson beat Michigan Tech? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. No, I didn't see that one. And their announcer, the 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 play by play guy, immediately goes, "Oh, it was a few years later." And blah blah blah. Oh, I wasn't supposed to give. I wasn't supposed to talk about that. So, to you who didn't hear it, <laughs> uh... I immediately answered the trivia question. Uh, right away. Uh, yeah, that's were, funny, but they're both. It's two programs. They're both. It's both hundred years. You know, they're both celebrating mm-hmm. hundred years this year, which is. It's just a neat little, you know, little quirk of history. You know. Yeah, so, and it's. I I think it was a bit of a missed opportunity that we both didn't wear hundredth anniversary jerseys against each other. I think that would have been a really cool touch. I did. I did like theirs though. I mean, besides the fact that they're green and gold, and you can't do anything about that. Those were polarizing for a lot of people, but I'm really into it. But like, I, I'm easy to please. If I see tech on a sweater, I'm juiced right. about it. I love yeah, that. Their jersey actually said tech across the chest, which I thought was yeah. kind of well, cool. Because they, they are originally the Clarkson College of Technology. So for yep. so yeah. so well, viewers Clarkson, that don't Clarkson know, Clarkson Tech like, or something. Clarkson Tech so, is yes. by yeah. Yeah. They so for viewers do that don't let's know, go Let's Go Tech, tech is like their thing. So yeah, that's they why chant the exact same thing. Yeah, so that's why you wouldn't hear a lot of the Huskies fans saying "Let's go Tech" because in that game it's just comical. Because who the hell are you even? Who are you yep. trying to cheer on here? Yep. Well, you could mm-hmm. hear the Tech fans there. I know, I know, Gina and Brad were out there this weekend. Yeah, so was uh, Papasak was out there, right? Papasak and Augie were out there yeah. along with uh, Justin, the current Misfits travel coordinator, got out there. He's from Rochester, so it wasn't that oh, bad okay. of a trip for him. But he's also nuts. I want to get him on the podcast at some point because. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but right now he's enrolled in five different universities just so he can stay completely online and go to as many in-person tech games as he can. <laughs> sure. The kid is insane. I love him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you could hear them during the broadcast quite a bit. And the, the you know, the announcers were giving them call outs saying, you know, they, they were heard. And you know, they're in full voice or in full throat or whatever he said a couple times. So yeah, he said in full were... And I was actually told by the boots on the ground that Clarkson was starting to can in crowd noise because they were sick of him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm sure Clarkson has the ability to can- put in canned crowd noise, yeah. yeah. I mean, if like Bemidji an, can like do it last NFL, year. Like an NFL team. If Bemidji can do it, then <laughs> that was annoying as hell last year, though. And I love how Joe put that. It was like. You know, I understand it to an extent, but that was way louder than what we'd expect in that environment. And it was annoying. <laughs> Another question about the actual hockey on the weekend. What do we make of the pretty significant lineup changes on the, for the forwards uh, for the weekend, right? Yeah, it's, Our, it seemed to work all right until the yeah. scoring stopped <laughs> on right, Friday. Right. On Saturday, rather. 
See, yeah, lots, starting lots to... of changes. Well, I know Misiak was Misiak was back in the lineup, and you you notice his presence on the four track. And and and, and yeah. I and I understand why you're going to put Misiak in. That yep. makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, definitely. If he was dinged up or something earlier or whatever, yep. he, and he and he is ready to get back in, he's a guy that I would expect to get back in. But there's some guys missing that I kind of and Logan Pietala like Logan, Logan Pietala out was a yep. surprise. It, being that it's college sports, who knows? I don't know how much they can actually do, you know, release when it comes to like medical information. So you know maybe the, there's some sort of COVID thing that is keeping him out. But it seems like even in college, you're hearing if they're in protocol, right? Yep. So. I don't know if that's it if we didn't hear about it. So I thought it was really odd to not see Logan Pietala in the lineup. That could yeah, definitely that be. One. That one was what a I, bit weird. What I think is happening is a lot more simple is that in a lot of ways, Joe can be a what have you done for me lately kind of guy. Like he definitely has those relationships where it's not so much so, but it definitely feels like with this huge roster, he's not afraid to say, you had a really great practice this week. You're in the lineup. You had a really bad practice sit back home and work on it and get back at it for next series. So there might've just been a significant number of guys that had that practiced super well. And some that seemed to just go through the motions. All right. I mean, I think to a certain extent, you might be right, but also Logan Pietro had like three goals and one assist through three games. Right. He's, he's not the guy. Say. He's not the guy that you leave home. Yep. I would agree that that was surprising me. I think the only other roster change that there was between the two nights uh, was Blaze Richards played on on Friday, and then uh, I think Korsha came in on Saturday. I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, that was the only change between the lineups between the two nights. But no, I would agree. Pietala not Logan Pietala not coming out and playing on uh, on the weekend was a surprise to me. That that one is not one I expected to see. It's it's weird enough that you think there's got to be some sort of he got dinged up in practice or there's some reason behind it. You know, you don't leave the guy that has scored three goals in three games home, I don't think, unless something else is happening. And it could be as simple as, you know, he pulled a hamstring, you know, slight pull or something, you know, it's something like that, you know. It, yep. it could be something really small, but yeah, it, was it seems really weird. It was weird to see. The the other, you know, thing about the weekend, I don't know if they put out, you know, players of the week and all that kind of stuff, but I got to think Hellenin's uh, – a, a candidate there for they did already put out player, players yeah they put it out today not, i think it was three minnesota state guys and i couldn't tell who else oh really no. see that yeah that uh, well that, seeing what minnesota state did this weekend just like they do every well, weekend you, know. you could yeah, probably I mean, fill they, out that every with them yeah i mean if you really wanted to you could because i mean they just absolutely manhandled northern and then with mckay is an easy pick for number one with him breaking the well, no, but, yeah, I get that, but yeah, I mean, well, we can transition to that topic. That's what we're going to talk about, right? Yeah, we do intend around the CCHA. Yeah, we can jump around. Yeah, we'll jump around. We'll jump around. So McKay breaks uh, breaks the record, right? You know, yeah, really, really cool stuff. As much as the biggest reason that I hate Minnesota State is that I want to be them. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those teams where if you were to take colors away and not tell me where they were, I would love Minnesota state because they do everything right. They're well coached. Mm -hmm. They recruit the right way. It's homegrown talent. Like they're, they're a fun team to watch because a lot of my friends who are, uh, I forget what division of the uh, national league that it is, but they're all super against the Cardinals, but 
if you took away colors, the Cardinals are a baseball team you like to cheer for because um, they, you know, they develop their guys the right way. They do right by the fans. It's mm-hmm. there's something so there's it, something to be said for doing it the right way. There is, yeah, and yep. it's 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 one of those things where they've really built their program up the right way it's cool to see and the reason that i hate them so much and it's turning into such a good rivalry is because i i love what they're doing to with that program it's just tough to see it is not a good thing for hockey you know in 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 minnesota i'm i'm i live in minnesota i'm from minnesota they're the anti-gophers and there's a large section of the state that kind of likes the anti-gophers you know what i mean (laughs) like they're the anti-gophers yeah, they're not entitled, right? Like, it's weird, you know. Yeah. Everybody kind of thinks of the Gophers when you think of Minnesota hockey, right? Minnesota college hockey. What well, is they this? Start thinking of St. Cloud because of that. What like is this second, like, like? The fifth, sixth, seventh year in a row where the Gophers aren't one of the top three teams in the state. Yeah, yeah. it's wild. Well, it's like they're even bad this year too. The they're not even bad. A ridiculous they weren't. Run. They weren't bad last year. They're. A, they're a beyond middle of the pack team. Like and they were still top like half the for fourth, sure. And they were still the fourth best team in the state. Yeah, which is wild stuff. But they're they're kind of the I mean Mankato it, they they're the anti gophers. They they get the players that are you know not as highly regarded, maybe have been you know, maybe I, I guess you know they're getting they're getting very good players now. They, oh, yeah, they started absolutely. out they started out with you know, building this with players that were less heralded, and now they're getting better players, you know, higher regarded recruits and stuff like that. But they're still, it it just still feels like they're doing more with less. They're they're the I don't know if you want to say the blue collar team of Minnesota, right? They're not the cake eater eden prairie if i'm getting my references to cake eaters oh i knew yeah. it was one of, i knew it started with an ear e. e. and my small obligatory... town on the west side with a dream yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah. my obligatory i i i don't like edina but they still have the best hockey jerseys that have ever been created Oh, I have to, I'll have to look them up. I don't the know. The Edina White jerseys. The Edina White jerseys are the best hockey jerseys ever. And they've had and they've had the same jersey since the 60s. You know what? There's something to be said for keeping your jerseys consistent and looking good. Mm-hmm. Hope we're look at that, that one. Look at look at that Edina White jersey. It's the best jersey that has ever been created. Oh, uh, the Hornets? That's pretty sick. Or with a little hornet on the corner there. Like that's yeah, pretty neat. That's, that's sweet. That's pretty good looking. That is a classic jersey. It's it's a team you'll love to hate, but yeah, they're good looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Mavericks have done well for sure. I mean, they um they certainly anchor the new CCHA and give it a hell of a lot of legitimacy. Yep, they do. They just need to, you know, go on a run in the national the national title for a while in the national tournament for a change. So they did. Like, I mean, they did last year. They did right? last year. No, they did. Last year. They've kind of put yep, the yep. memes behind them, and hopefully, they can keep doing that yep, as long yep. as it's not against us. But I think they'll be they'll be able to to keep going. The other other games around the CCHA this weekend. What else we got? Besides, what's going on? Let's see here. St. Thomas gave ASU a run for their money one of those nights. They did on one night. Yep, and then the other night they did not. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it was wild to see them going into the end of the third, like tied at a lot of points. Like yeah. eventually, the, eventually Arizona State realized that they can't let a D three team beat them, and then took care of business. But it was wild that it was that close for that long. Yeah, like, unfortunately, Ferris didn't realize the same thing. It, and what I'm saying is that. And I've, and I, and you know, just to rehash what I said in previous weeks is that St. Thomas is going to prove to be a fabulous addition to our league. They're going to be, they're going to build up very quickly. They're going to be great to just have a great foothold into the Twin Cities marketplace. But losing oh, to that team this year should be considered nothing short of an embarrassment. Yeah, they splashed on a on a big name coach, and it's not going to take them long to be competitive. Exactly, it's not going to yeah. take them long. They're adding them as an overall positive, but this yeah, season sure. you have to look at them as an automatic win. Like you, right. or yep, well, you can't you can't treat it that way. But you've got to go into that game saying that we've got to take care of business, or this is an embarrassment. Now, speaking of not taking care of business, we had Ferris this weekend going out and not beating Atlantic Hockey. They Which split is, uh, Atlantic Hockey. They, they split not, it, but it should have been not, a sweep. Not beating. Now, Canisius it has... It should have been a sweep, but Canisius I was impressed they got a win. Canisius beat... Uh, they beat Minnesota, didn't they? No. Who did they Minnesota. beat? They beat... It was a Big Ten school. They beat Penn State. Uh, Penn State. Penn State. And yeah. Penn State this weekend in the big uh, uh, Sioux and uh, Fighting Hawk invasion of Nashville uh, lost in the Hall of Fame game in the Predators arena. Penn State yeah, beat that was... down there. Yeah, that was cool. Which I don't know if uh, anybody saw that one coming. From a, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. Coming. Yeah, I certainly did not either. But well, I'm happy about it. That one's an interesting one, there, right? Uh, down in down in Nashville, they they upset uh, North Dakota six to four. So, you know, things are things have been a little topsy turvy. Penn State's uh, only lost one game. That's the one game to Canisius. They're undefeated otherwise so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, they played Long Island and Niagara in the other two series. So well, that's they but, haven't exactly yeah, played yeah. the toughest competition, but they I mean, yeah, yeah, win against North Dakota. Is, that's a yeah. good win. Winning against North Dakota oh, is a win dude. against North Dakota, but we do have to bear in mind sample size. Like I know we were mm-hmm. joking before we recorded that. If you look at the, the CCHA standings right now, Tech currently sits at the bottom, and that would be because we have played nary a CCHA series yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we get our first ones this weekend. Yeah, and hopefully we can take care of business there. The last place, the last place team in the CCHA is ranked 18th in the country. That's, yeah, a, that's good for exactly. a conference. Right? That's that's conference dominance right there yep. for you. <laughs> we get another another weird little scheduling auto conference quirk this weekend too. Northern is hosting Boston University, and I don't. I'm going to look and see when when was the last time that those two played each other. Do you guys have any guess when it was? I don't uh, know if it's the actual game they're celebrating, but. I feel like it has to be. I'm I don't see another reason be. that Did, I don't see another. I just I, I don't. I just it's just tough for me to see another reason that uh, BU would want Northern to come out to them, or so, would want to come to Northern. The only it's thing is, to think of another time. Would we would we remember if like two years ago Northern went out to BU and this is the return trip? You know, like <laughs> would we remember that? It is. It is the return trip. Oh, it's a return <laughs> trip. All right. <laughs> Yeah, they played. Uh, they played in uh, in 2019. They played out there, uh, and Northern won and tied. So they actually it wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. Then they played one game in 2002 at the Kohl Center. So what what would have been at the Kohl? Was there a holiday tournament at the Kohl Center or something? In 2002, yeah, I think they did have a they did have a holiday tournament. Yeah, at that point it yeah. was October 11th, so it was like a Hall of Famer. Or maybe it was Icebreaker or something like. Oh, that, that could have been the Icebreaker. That would make yeah, sense. They, Yep. They played. Uh, they played there that weekend. 
And then, then you go back a little bit longer and it's, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the games that really matter, right. They played one in, in Worcester, which was the NCAA tournament. And then uh, their title winning game in, uh, in 91 was eight to seven in overtime in St. Paul. Which had to have been a great game. I've never, I, I mean, it's Northern. I've never made the effort to go back and try to watch that game, but eight and, to seven in overtime for the, the national championship. That had to have been just a blast to watch. A shootout in the national championship? That can't be too bad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's uh, that is what the they are. So they're playing, playing, playing in Marquette, and it's it looks like it'll only be the second time they've been there. The, the only other time they've been to Marquette was uh, 1984. They played at Lakeview. Oh wow! For a series. So about that, yeah. Yeah, they've yeah. not played a lot. It's only like their tenth game or so between the two. We mentioned we mentioned it last week or at a previous podcast, but it is so cool that Boston University, a true blue blood in college hockey, is coming to the UP. I, I know, yes, they're playing Northern, our biggest rivals, but that is still super cool. I'll be. Uh, uh, I love be, to see it. I'll be split screen in a bit there, so I can watch a few games. Yeah, <laughs> that's super. That's awesome. Yeah, agreed. It's, That'll it's, be neat for sure. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Boston being Boston is, I'm guessing they're they're doing pretty decently this year. Let's see what are what are oh, they. Well, you want to know they're what not. they start? They, they start. They have six thirty seven starts on both nights, so you can watch a little bit of them before our game gets going. Well, the second night at Lake State's going to be at six, so they'll be at split time. But the first night you can catch them for like a half hour before our game starts. What did you say the record was? I thought BU choked. They're they're three five and oh they're not doing so hot this year. Oh three five and oh yeah, yeah. three five. I was and gonna oh. say I BU has not been playing well. No, yet. they they split with Sacred Heart, split with Merrimack, and then uh, got swept by UMass Lowell this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. can never say that I hope Northern wins, but I hope BU loses for the sake of the conference. <laughs> <Agreed. I'm laughs> I'll right. say it. I'm rooting for Northern this weekend. Mm-hmm. I, that would be great. Uh, UP CCHA conference. Go get some wins, Northern. Yep. Who else is playing this? We'll get some wins as long as they're not against us. That's the name of the game for me for every (laughs) team, really. Right. (laughs) St. Thomas is traveling down to Bowling Green, so they get their first introduction, you know, down there. Old-fashioned Ohio hockey. So that'll probably be the first, like, real, like, foot that Bowling Green's going to put down. Because, I again, if they don't take care of business there, I think they've got to look, take a hard look in the mirror. Yeah, I would – Bowling Green had a what I would consider a solid weekend, splitting against a ranked Bemidji team in Bemidji. I mean, yeah, that was no, that's, that's never definitely they that. they exceeded my expectations for sure. Yep. But with that said, if they let St. Thomas in that game at all, they've got to take a hard look in that mirror. And I'm I'm sorry if people are sick of me just being so hard on St. Thomas, but it's hard for me to even overstate how bad that team is. We got to be hard on them now. We got to be hard on them now because they're going to be a hard (laughs) out in five years. Yeah. That's, that's a good point because I, I I think any legitimate program should, it should be an automatic win. Yeah. No, the last, the last one besides us this weekend is Minnesota state's going over to big rapids to play Ferris and, Lord have mercy on their souls. Thoughts and prayers for the Bulldogs. It should be a rather rough weekend for them over there. And I always feel bad because Harrison's such a great announcer, and he's going to have to call that game. He gets to watch a good hockey team. 
He gets to watch a good hockey team. <laughs> so, yeah, that one I have a feeling will be uh will be a little rough. Six and two versus one and uh one or three and five. So, thoughts and prayers to the Bulldogs. Thoughts and prayers to Harrison on that one. <laughs> yeah. Fer- Ferris could surprise, but I don't think it's it's not. <laughs> Ferris has not. I will do the whole next podcast shirtless <laughs> if, if Ferris, Ferris scoops a win in that series. <laughs> if Ferris scoops yeah. a win in that series, I'll paint a really bad bulldog on my chest to do the next <laughs> podcast shirtless. Ferris has not <laughs> won a game against Minnesota State since 2016. That's about right. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> there is a. It's a pretty. That's bad about story. the. That's about the pivot point where Minnesota State became elite and Ferris State fell off the face of the earth, right? Like, yep, that's right that, about then. That's right about And I'm pretty then. sure that 2016 win was uh, the last Final Five in Grand Rapids, correct? No, it looks like it's a regular season series. Right? Oh, how about that? They, they won no, it, was, that. it was in December. So, yeah, it was a December oh, series. They split a December series at Ferris. Uh, that year they actually went two for two. Each team won two games. And the year before that was – WCHA championship they won. Okay. Uh, when Ferris won it 2 1 over Minnesota State. So, yeah, they haven't won since. And they've taken them to overtime twice, but have not uh, have not won since. And there's been some, uh, there's been a few shutouts, surprisingly, with, you know, McKay around, right? Because he gets a shutout every other game. Uh, well, you know, yeah, unless you, don't get, something... you don't get to 27 without putting up a few of them. <laughs> Unless something like truly tragic happens to McKay or he gets picked up by some NHL team out of the blue, I think you've got to look for him to scoop a shout out like every other game, like like Dustin was right. saying. Well, yeah. he's finally a senior this year, right? And is he a fifth it's, year? Senior? It feels like he's been around forever because well, he's been he is, he, for he's that. a senior, but because of the COVID so, rule, yeah, yeah. he's still got another year of eligibility. I <laughs> I hope that's there's gotta be some team that needs a goalie bad enough to get McKay out of Minnesota State. <laughs> right. I'm really I'm really hoping because he's I not, want he's still not him. he's still not considered a, a big NHL prospect because he's He's I, only six I, I think foot. he's small, right? He's yeah, too he's small. Yeah. Which is, to me, I, I maybe there's analytics that says that he's not a good prospect because of his size. But to me, if he's got the skill, somebody would give him a chance, right? That's true. And there's also my point where is McKay, you know, the next Messiah, or is he a solid goaltender on an extremely good team? I mean, there's, there's definitely a possibility of that, but I want him to make the jump to prove that I'm an idiot for even introducing the argument. And that's my, that's my pitch for him to leave Minnesota state and leave my team alone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, double digit shutouts the last two years this year, he's already got three and we're this early. I got to imagine he gets close to double, you know, double digits again. He's yeah. already got the record, and we're only through October. Well, especially with how what do they got? They got four games left against Ferris, four games left against St. Thomas. That number's only going to go up by the end of the year. Yep. He's going to be Ferris, solid. Ferris, he's going to be Thomas. solidly in that spot, and it's going to be decades upon decades for someone to break that record. It's yeah, they, truly impressive, and a big congratulations to Brian McKay. Yeah, yep. they've got their they've got their CCHA slate of games. They've only played Northern in the CCHA so far. Uh, and then they've got uh, a non-conference series with Duluth over New Year's. Those won't be shutouts. No, no, those. those they may win. They may. They might win. But... I would love a pair of shutouts against yeah. Duluth at that point of the year. It I'm would, not going to predict, was, predict shutouts. Duluth. Lit. Duluth is a hard out, no matter when you play them. <laughs> right. Yeah, and 
Yeah, for Let's see sure. This, how many times does Minnesota State play the Tommies? Because they got they've Christ got their on a bike. four. They're it's got to be four. Yeah. They are they're playing them home and homes uh, when they play yeah, the Tommies. That's, home and home. Mm, well, that'll be that'll because be, there's only because there's only one series in a CCHA that you're not playing four. So I there's no way that in-state rivals are not going to play four the first year St. Thomas is in the league. That's yeah. that's fair. Yeah. But, yeah, and I don't think. I don't, I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb and say at least at least three, if not all four, are going to be shutouts. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I mean, with, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah, either. Yeah. Agreed. I was just saying, it's kind of cool to see the conference rounding up and we're kind of talking about how, with the exception of two teams, how, how well we're starting to do and how we like how things are shaping up. So it's kind of cool to be in a spot to be talking that way instead of down about like, well, if we lose against one opponent, then that's pretty much the end of the season. You know, like it's cool to be – it's cool to have much more parity. Yeah, it, it does feel like we're on much more even footing with other conferences. Uh, uh, this is, and the, and the other not, schools within our conference as well. It's not equal, right? We're, I, I still – I mean, we're not the NCHC. We're not the Big Ten. Yeah. Right? But yeah. then maybe we are the Big Ten because the Big Ten <laughs> sucked in non-conference this year. We're uh... – the but, big, well, you say the Big Ten sucked in non-conference this year, but if you look at the actual stats there, we're at a 4-6-1 winning percentage, right? We're 16-19-3 and non-conference. The Big Ten is 26-13-1. That said, they get to play hockey – or they get to play Atlantic hockey, whereas we haven't had any there with the exception of Ferris, which didn't, you know, split their series, right? So They did split their series. No, they yeah they didn't sweep their series. Sorry, they didn't sweep so, their series. Yeah, we we are still from an interconference series record. We are only the only interconference that's worse than us is Atlantic Hockey at this point. Take St. Thomas and Ferris out of it because if you yeah, take into account that, that if time. you take into account that the likelihood of any of the top teams and I say top teams, well, Mankato, Tech, Bemidji. Lake State, Bowling Green, and Northern, maybe. What are the odds that any of those teams loses to St. Thomas or or Ferris? Well, yeah, to me, the big there's a good chance that all six of the teams that aren't St. Thomas and Ferris wins every game against St. Thomas and Ferris. And at that point, the losses that St. Thomas and Ferris have in non-conference are irrelevant. Yeah, the big thing to me is you look at our record against out east, right? Our record against teams out east uh, total, so against Atlantic Hockey, against ECAC and, and Hockey East, is 9-4-2. and two. So if we play out against east. A, against, EC, against ECAC and Hockey East? ECAC, Hockey East, and Atlantic Hockey, all communities have added together, assuming I can add That's three. That's a good numbers. record. I can add three numbers together uh, on top of mm-hmm. my head while sitting here. But, yeah, we're we're one and one against Atlantic Hockey. That's the split with Canisius. That, uh, with yeah, one of our bad teams. Yeah, yep. which was this weekend, right? Against ECAC, we're 5-1-2. and two. And against Hockey East, we're undefeated. And which means Northern needs to which, take BU to the woodshed. Yeah, <laughs> right. So if we can just get more games out East, you know, maybe we'll be in a little better spot there. Mm-hmm. And it makes that – it's one of the hardest things with, you know, with the comparison is that we always do play NCHC and we play Big Ten teams. And yeah, we, we do. To, 
and we tend to play the more difficult Big Ten teams too. So, but I, I think if you look I don't at want to make it, that as, as an excuse, our but... good our good teams, our good teams are playing NCHC and Big Ten teams, maybe not equal, but pretty well. Yeah, is that fair? I think so. So it's 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 good to see the record. I'm pretty sure it's better than last year. I don't know. I can't obviously look at you know last year at this date kind of thing, but well, because there are no non-conference games last year, they're up. Yeah. So look yeah. At, looking back two years, if uh, if it'll load here. Well, they were limited, didn't? Uh... Yeah, I'm looking two years back just for a comparison. Well, I was about to... one year. well yeah, but last so, year didn't Bowling Green play a couple that were out of conference? There were there were a, there were a few, but there weren't many. Two years ago, our yeah. our conference record was only three seven five, right? So, yeah, we'll be better than that. And and that's against the, the Eastern against Hockey East and ECAC, only winning four games out of you know twenty one played. So, the record against the Eastern teams is already better. So that's a I think a big a big improvement to see for sure. That is great. Yeah, I agree. Yep, and it's it's like I said, it's not just us doing it as well, right? The other schools that are playing, it's not just us in Minnesota State having a good out of conference record. Other schools are in, mm-hmm. are doing well this year too, so it, it's good to see for sure. Yep. So next weekend or this weekend? Yeah, let's let's, let's, let's weekend. Yep. Yeah, let's pivot to our uh, series against Lake Superior State. So opening opening CCHA weekend because we managed to go this far with all non conference games so far, right? So we managed to make it to November without playing a single <laughs> conference game in the it, new conference. It is our first. It is our first uh, conference game. We got Lake State coming into town. Lake State's currently six three and one, um, with one of those being a overtime win that doesn't count pairwise wise so that drops off the schedule from a pairwise perspective and doesn't look six six three and one six three and one yep they are six three and one they've played 10 games already yep holy crap that is they've been playing a bunch that is where lake state is at so they they loaded october up pretty heavily they they started wow. out with the split down at uh, down at UNO in Omaha. Well, they played they played week zero, right? Yeah, that's the Omaha. They, okay, they well, played. Yeah, they the, played. They when it was still every, basically summer in Omaha. Every yeah. weekend yeah. in October, they have played. So they okay. split split in Omaha. Got swept by Michigan in two pretty lopsided games, six to one and, and seven to four. So, you know, Michigan mm-hmm. uh, kicked the crap out of them. But in Lake then, State's defense, there was a significant part of that second game where they were up like four to one. Yes. And we were right. all really hoping. Yeah. We were all really yep. hoping, but eventually Michigan remembered who they were, unfortunately. Yeah, but. that's that's a box score that you get to halfway in the second period and go, oh, guys. <laughs> kind of like the Western yeah. Michigan box the score. Western was yeah. last week. That was ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Western Michigan Colgate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, so they, then they've uh, they swept St. Thomas pretty handily, 3-1 and 6-3. Beat up on Union with a couple more high-scoring games, scoring seven and five goals. And then uh, overtime, I don't know what happened in the overtime one with St. Lawrence the first night, if there was a shootout win uh, or not, but they tied 2-2 with St. Lawrence. And then on Saturday night, they kicked the crap out of St. Lawrence, put up a touchdown, 7-1 to against St. Lawrence. So uh, I do think with all of us stepping away for a bit and the the video going up, Rod, Dustin, do you want to talk about your background tonight? Quick Um, or no? I'll leave it to you. 
I, I can do that. And you guys might have, everybody that's hearing this, you might, you might hear background noise and, um, and you see people that are on the Patreon have seen that I've, I've got a, an old school university of North Dakota fighting suit Jersey hanging up here. And there's a very good reason for that. Don't think that I've abandoned tech hockey or anything, but a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of Tim's. He wasn't able to be here tonight, but um, I'm sure he's thinking the same things. And I know a very good friend of a lot of people that listen to this, uh, Mike Flaherty, also known as MNS on uh, message boards, USCHO and, and other hockey message boards. Uh, sorry, this is tough. Um, but he was a good friend of mine and he, he passed away last night. He's, he was as great of a college hockey fan as you can find. He, for, for tech fans out there, if you remember the games when there's a huge group of Gopher fans that showed up, sometimes for games that against you know, tech and Gopher, sometimes just for random games in the last several years, Mike was the guy that showed up and was wearing a, you know, a green North Dakota fighting suit jersey amid a whole group of Gopher fans, you know, that stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, he's, he, you know, the, the best thing I can say about Mike is he was just a really good friend. Uh, and I've known him for many, many years. The first time I met Mike was at the 2006 Frozen Four. Uh, in in Milwaukee, didn't know the guy. Ended up sharing a hotel room with him for the whole weekend for the Frozen Four. And eight eight years later, he was a groomsman in my wedding. So, um, I, I hung the fighting Sioux jersey up in the background, kind of in, in honor of him, because he was such a great friend. And I think anybody that is a, a college hockey fan is you know he, he would have been your friend too and, and even if you've never met him before there's a pretty good chance you saw him because he was that guy that showed up at some random college hockey game wearing a green fighting suit jersey and you're like why is he here well he was there because he he loved hockey and he loved hanging out with other hockey fans and he's going to be missed a ton um he was a great guy and I know all of us are really, really going to miss him. So that's why I'm drinking seven and sevens tonight. Mike's favorite drink was seven seven. Every time I met, ever since I met him, we went out and drank seven sevens. So seven sevens. So. All right, let's do I figure we owed an explanation for that, and you know, yeah, it's really, really tough to, yeah. really tough to lose a member of the college hockey community to really like that. And I know firsthand what that was like being really close to Manit, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's tough. I really respect you coming on here and talking about that because I know that you're experiencing a lot right now. It's really vulnerable to go on a public forum and express that you're hurting. And I'm, I'm here for you. I believe I got the chance to meet him once while I was staying with. Uh, Biddy and Bethlen during uh, Final Five and shit, what was that? 
Uh, he was probably there. He was there every final five. I gotta believe. I gotta believe. I met him once by accident, and I remember him being a great guy. Mm-hmm. From you know that he fuzzy memory guy. that I have, but you know, it's 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 tough losing a member of our community like that. And I really respect you coming on here and honoring him like that. Yeah, and I, um, you know, funny story, Mike. Mike. This is, well, this had to have been 10 years ago, 20, 15 years ago, something like that. Mike came to Tech for a, a hockey series. And, man, I, if I remember correctly, North Dakota just pounded the crap out of us in, like, 2007 or something <laughs> so, like that. Like, like most of those. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was, it just got destroyed. And, this is a story that Tim has told many times. Uh, after everything was all over, the, a group went, you know, went out drinking after after the games, and you know, Mike was with some tech fans, and they they ended up at some after party, like after the bars closed, and Mike was Mike was having a good time, and Tim was there, and we were all having a good time, and uh, Mike was still wearing his uh, North Dakota jersey, and at this party in Houghton, there was a group of Michigan Tech football players that, that did not like that he was wearing a North Dakota jersey. It was the <laughs> year that the football team got eliminated in the playoffs by North Dakota. So this this had to have been this is years ago, right? And we were sitting, you know, Mike was Mike was not a guy that was going to get into a fight, but these football players were trying to pick a fight with him, like, you know, pushing him and be like, what are you, what are you doing wearing that Jersey here? You shouldn't be here. And there were a few uh, Michigan tech hockey players that stepped up and kind of came to his defense and, you know, told the football players, you back off guys. He's a, he's a hockey fan. He's a good guy. And uh, it's something that I kind of remember. I don't know. It's, um, it's a Mike and Houghton story and kind of shows, you know, he was, he was always around, you know, he's always at all these games. Every, every, fandom. every, every frozen four I went to, Mike was always there. I mean, like I said, I met him in the 06 frozen four. He was, he was always around. So it's going to be tough that he's not going to be there anymore. Yep. All right. Well, let's get, uh, let's get back to talking about happier, happier things. Yeah. Like, yeah. More hockey. Yep. For sure. <laughs> so, for sure. You know, figured, exactly. I, didn't mean, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to bring it down, but it's, no, some, no, it's important. It's, it's important. It's, Agreed. It's, 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 yeah, it's, that. But I also do figure we owe people that get to see the video an explanation for the Sioux Jersey behind you. It's there yeah, for I a did, reason. Yeah. It's there for a good reason. Right. I think we owe exactly. the people on the public podcast to know who he was as well. Yep. For sure. I agree. Member, member of the of the traveling group, you like you said, you meet up, you know the people, you see them, you see them every winter when you travel, right? So it's it's a big loss to me. I'm, I'm sh- that group. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure that there are people that are going to listen to this podcast that have seen him that they're like they're going to be like, you know what? I I talked to the, I talked to him at the DT once, or I talked to him at because yep. I was, he was he was around, like he was always there for sure. Yeah, so. like my kind of a thing where they just got that one fuzzy memory of them remember him just being a guy mm-hmm. you could talk hockey with and being a great guy, you know. Yep. Yep. All right, so Lake State this weekend. What are our, what are our thoughts? We've got uh we've got $2,000 on the line. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, Damon. Yeah. For those that are unaware, Damon Witten has it written into his contract this year that if Lake Superior State sweeps Michigan Tech, then he gets a $2,000 bonus. So just to clarify, State, is there any difference in the contract, whether it's a, you know, a four game series or a two game series? What if, what if it's a year that Tech only plays Lake State two games? Is that just it's got like, half an oh, that I'm not sure. I believe, is that easy money? Is that just easy money? I believe it to be series sweep. <laughs> so, so if he sweeps them twice, it's, yeah. he would <laughs> get it twice? Yeah, he has to sweep the team twice in order to collect that bonus. This is how I believe the language is. I'm sorry I did not read that up prior oh. to the podcast. But I've got to be honest, Lake Superior State has been surprising me up to this point with how they're doing. I mean, aside from that thorough dusting they got from Michigan, they've been keeping pace. And like you said, they've yeah, yeah, they've been played a ton of games. They've been good. That's... They lost one game. They split with Omaha. They took care and of o- and Omaha since has proven, and since then Omaha has proven to be a pretty good team too. Like, yeah, they're not a slouch. Dusted Union, tied St. Lawrence. Got a big that's, win against them. Like that's Omaha's only loss of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Lake State. So I was right. coming into this year thinking Lake State was going to take a severe step back from last year, and they have not done that yet. Well, they they lost what looked like a ton of people to to transfer the portal. Well, well, yeah, it's like half their you've, team. Got, you've got to remember but if you that look at their portal, have graduate programs. Exactly. Yeah. They had they were a bunch of seniors that actually graduated and have their extra year of eligibility if they grad transfer somewhere. Yeah. So and folks then, like Calder, you know, who went over. I think Calder's in uh Calder's North Dakota. North Dakota now, right? So yeah. they had a bunch of losses in the transfer portal, but they weren't losses that were like leaving early. Like they could have that could have been avoided because right. it's just they a natural had, reality of a, of being a college and not a university. Yeah. Well, I guess, exactly. They are. A well, small... I guess they are. You know, technically university, but like a university by like book definition has graduate programs. So, yeah, they're a small, um, a small by, school yeah. that doesn't have the ability to have a grad program for anybody. It's so. just an unfortunate reality yep. of their situation. So, yeah, they, yes, they, they lost a ton, but they it wouldn't know. They're holding pace, their that's own. That's for sure. Yeah, they're holding their own for sure. So it's, so, a, it's a good first test it, for us this weekend. I think. I don't. It's I think it's yeah. It's a great first conference test for sure. It's go, it's it's going to be uh, points are going to be tough to come by this weekend. I think it, this this isn't this not a pushover team. It, nope. it, yeah, uh, I think from well, if I'm going we're going predictions, you want to start there? Well, let's go right into predictions. Yeah, you? I'll start because I think this needs to be a statement weekend for Tech about where we want to plant our foot in the conference because I think that Lake State's proving that they're going to be a problem again. So mm-hmm. I, my, the realistic side of me says that this is going to be a split, but my Homer side of me has always got to call the sweep. I am hoping it's the sweep because I think that tech needs to get, start getting realistic about who they are and who they want to be in the start of this new conference. And that starts with taking care of Lake state. But as I said, Lake State is proving that they're going to be a problem again this year, and this may be our first real in-conference challenge as well. So I think the split is really the safe bet. I don't think there's a way that this gets swept by Lake State, and that might be too much of a homer opinion, but I think sweeps your – or uh, rather split is your safe bet. I think if we can, if we can actually score goals – 
there's a good possibility we can sweep this weekend. The thing is we have to actually score like we did in, in Wisconsin as opposed to how we played in Clarkson where goals were hard to come by. If the offense can play like in Wisconsin, and I think we're playing, you know, Lake State plays a little bit more of a, a little more of a faster paced running offensive style game than what we saw against Clarkson and against Notre Dame. We're going to see more of a Wisconsin style where, you know, they're going to want to play more on the offensive side as opposed to the, the strict defensive style hockey that you saw to Notre Dame. And to be honest, what, what Clarkson pretty much plays too. So I'm hoping that'll help and we can, you know, actually get some good transition going and, uh, and score some goals. I think if we score goals, we can sweep this weekend. If, if we have the offense that doesn't want to score, I think we get swept this weekend. I don't, I don't think there's a middle ground there. It, it's a matter of how we play in, in terms of that offensive side. So I'm hoping to see the offense click again and things get moving. And it's not just the Brian Hallinan show. Not that we don't appreciate the Brian Hallinan show. You know, <laughs> it's, he had all the goals except the end enter this weekend. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, diversifying our scoring for yeah, this weekend for would sure. be very nice. Which what happened at Wisconsin, right? We had a ton of different guys score goals. This weekend was just Hallinan again. Which it, which is why Tech was so scary and so good that first all the weekend. Lines, all the lines because everybody participated. Everybody was on the score sheet. You do that every weekend, you're you going a long way. Yeah. For sure. So the other thing is the penalty kill this year for us, we have not given up a PK or a power play goal yet. Yep. That we is a very our, good yeah, point. Yeah, our, our, our penalty kill has been automatic. It's been 100% really percent really Which is great, kill. especially since it seemed like this weekend in at Clarkson. Yep. Tech was on the kill all the time. Like Friday yeah. night, Friday night I watched, and it seemed like Tech was on the kill all the time, and it didn't matter. Like it just like, that yeah, kill it off. It was, doesn't matter. Yeah, it was. It Whatever. just seemed automatic, especially because going mm-hmm. into that weekend, if you read uh, Samatis's preview, like the power play, albeit that Clarkson hasn't had a super tough schedule as of yet, really seemed to be their bread and butter for scoring goals. So, well, how many did they score though, against Alaska? They scored seven, I want to say, power play goals the one night. I mean, yeah, and and again, you know, that's we're we're dealing with some small sample sizes at this point in the season, and Alaska has been playing solid hockey given what they are, but. Shouldn't be expected to be a. They lost you know, two real close ones to the toothpaste school this weekend. So exactly, like they're they shouldn't uh, be expected to make a lot of noise, but they Cornell. should. Cornell. No, I thought they played Colgate. I thought they played Colgate. No, it was well, the Bears. It, it was the Bears. That's Cornell. You're well, right. It is Cornell. Cornell. All right, they played. Yeah, okay, that's Cornell. a real State, solid. Lake State played Cor- Col- Colgate. That's right. Well, yeah, Lake that's State, the Lake State school, played but... SLU this weekend. No, yeah. they played SLU. Who played yeah, they, Colgate? Shit, who did play Colgate? Someone played Colgate. I'm sure Alaska Alaska played Cornell. You're right. I watched part of that game. It was the Bears. You're correct. Who who played Colgate now? Who gets gets to it first? Oh, it was Western. It was Western. We talked about Ah, that. That's right. With their comeback. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now that we've completely derailed where I was going. (laughs) So in terms of PK, though. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. Talking small sample sizes, right? There's only five schools left in the country that have 100% PK. Mm-hmm. And and four of them are Ivy League schools that haven't played three, yet. Three of them are <laughs> Ivy League schools that have played one, two, and one game. But guess who the other one is? Long Island. No, no, it's a <laughs> Big Ten school. It's a Big Ten school? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say Michigan. Nope. No, I know it's not Michigan. Um, it's the Big Ten school you'd think would play defensively. Wisconsin. No, no. We we play sport power play goals on them. 
It's not Penn State because Penn State is the worst offensive school in the Big Ten. The worst uh, defensive, yeah, for sure. Um, is it Notre Dame? It is Notre Dame. It's 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 the school of Jackson, which you know is right where Joe's coming from. Yeah, because I as much as I've come to love Penn State, the way they play hockey is I really hope we can score more goals than what we let in. <laughs> right. So those games usually end up being yeah. you know, like seven five. So. They, if you look at their stats for their shots over the last like five years, they average like forty five shots a game. Yeah, they must like. Oh, we're in the so, zone shoot. We're in the zone shoot. We're in the zone. I shoot. don't. It, I've I've made it very clear that I do not like Penn State for very many reasons, and we're not getting into that. But with, with, without even taking biases into account, I firmly believe that that is not a recipe for winning a championship. No, and you're and you're right. I think it's it's I think what they're doing right now is great for building the program because it generates a lot of offense, which gets bodies into the building, which gets people interested in the program, which creates lifelong fans. So I think right now it's a recipe for creating fans, but I will I'll agree with you. That's not a recipe for winning championships. If you're an absolute liability in the defensive zone, like it just completely goes against the the tried and true statement of defense wins championships. It just because a balanced work. team, a balance uh, like a really good balanced team is going to go in and just yeah take them down every single time. Yep. And that game might end up being seven to five because that's just how Penn State plays. Right, <laughs> and then and Dryden McKay gets another win. Yeah. Right. Yep. So yeah, well, we're, against Minnesota State if we go like that, but. Anyway, yeah, it'll be more like more like eight to one against Minnesota. <laughs> I was say, it's it's the two of us, two of us, Notre Dame and Tech with their with that hundred percent still. So, yeah, well, but this is not Penn State fan fan line. So, <laughs> no, it is not. So, Sorry. my thought is, you know, like I said, it either goes good or it goes bad, depending on how we play offense. I don't think there's a, uh, a split happening this week, and I think I think we sweep. I hope the offense hits first game back at home. You know, first CCHA game, I think we'll be all right. So this is a home series, right? This is a home series, yep. Wait, is this a home – is this at Tech? I'm almost positive it is. I thought it was at La- – yeah, yeah, it is. Never no, mind. I thought it was at Lake State home. for some reason. No, it's at home. Yeah, you're right. It's at home. I thought it was yeah. at Lake State because I was – I had my buddies living in Duluth ask me if I wanted to go, so I assumed that meant it was in Lake State, so it would be kind of a midway point, but <laughs> – Nope. Nope, nope it is in Houghton. Nope, it's in Houghton. So you could still go. <laughs> well, I've got a funeral to attend this weekend. So unfortunately, no. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> but yeah, it's most of the series that have been over the last couple of years have been, have been pretty decent splits going back a few years. And then you go back a bit there and it's like completely dominated by us, but you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get a, get a good start to CCHA this weekend. Any other thoughts on that from you guys? Well, I haven't given my prediction yet. Yeah, he. Oh, yeah, 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 Dustin has well, a good shot any, to give us. Any thoughts um, from yeah. Dustin on this series? Then <laughs> just in, just in the last like <laughs> ten minutes, the conversation I have flip flop twice. Like in in my head, I've been like, oh, Tech is definitely sweeping. Uh, Lake State is, yeah, Lake State's got this. Lake State sweeping. Oh, it might be a split. Like I've been going through it in my head. Like that. I so I really have no idea. But the fact that it's at home. I don't think Lake State sweeps in Houghton, right? I think that's off the board in Houghton because I think after the last weekend against Notre Dame, I think I, Tech is going to put up a better effort 
better, not so much effort, effort's the wrong word, but uh, Tech's going to perform better at home than last time. I, I'm going to say a split because I'm still not completely sold that this team is going to convert the scoring chances that they need to. And until I see it again, and I don't know. Yeah, we saw it a few times, but I want to see it again, right? Yeah, you I, I want to see another a, Wisconsin think, weekend before you put your foot down and say, this is going to be yeah, a sweet Yeah, I do. Yeah, I really do, yeah. Especially at home, right? Mm-hmm. Lake State comes to Houghton. Especially because that's what our fans deserve. I don't know if you guys have gotten right. a chance to watch any of the games at Tech yet, but and I don't know how Olivia is doing this, but on the student side, there is not a body sitting down. It is the oh, most I, I, incredible thing I've ever seen, and it's all I ever wanted well, while I was at Tech. It's been, it's been one there weekend. is not a – yeah, I know. I understand that. but <laughs> Sample size. Just, I, I understand that, but outside of a championship game, I have never seen it in Houghton where there has not been a body sitting down on that whole – side of students and that was an incredible thing to see and they deserve to see a sweep I, I i'm going to predict a split but man i really want to just see it. It, it i don't want to see a sweep i just want to see i want to see a tech assert themselves because i i really do believe that this is a talented enough team that they can take a lake state you know lake state team that is coming on the road to houghton and bury them I think they can. They have the talent to do it. They're good enough to do this. They just need to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen enough to predict it. So prove me wrong. I right? think that's a respectable. That's a that's a respectable. I predict the split and tell me I'm an idiot, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> prove me wrong. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that covers covers the weekend let's move on to uh move on to fantasy challenge how, how do we do oh, last fantasy challenge. How, how do we do beat, the ghost. beat the ghost okay fantasy fantasy <laughs> beat all the right. ghost here we are beat the ghost all right <laughs> so this was the first week that nobody lost ground to the ghost who did the ghost have last week i didn't the ghost had Thomas Bordalo from Michigan. That's right. He only he, uh, gave the he only had to Michigan one or guy. two. He had one assist. Yep. It was helped by the fact that Michigan lost to Wisconsin. Let's go so Badgers. I like cheering for them not playing us. So Bordalo had one assist. Unfortunately, uh, Matt and Rob, both of your guys also only had one assist, so you didn't Lose ground on the ghost, but you didn't gain anything either. Um, specifically, you Matt, uh, you had Chase Primo from Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, I've got the specifically tragic case. I know. And um, <laughs> he had one assist, and his team Omaha destroyed Long Island. So it kind of went as planned. We thought that that was going to be a couple of blowouts. We thought that you'd have a good chance to get a lot of points. Your guy. Came away with one assist on the weekend. And a big fat zero in that seven goal effort, right? Yep. Uh, Rob, your story went a little bit different. You had one I, assist, but I actually um, paid attention to Quinnipiac games on the college hockey app because I wanted to see how <laughs> <right>? I did. <laughs> right. But AIC made it very competitive both. Yeah, I was surprised. Weekend. So yep. it wasn't, they weren't blowouts. AIC did, they, you know, they brought it both, both games and 
Michael Lombardi, your guy, ended up with one assist on Friday night, and that was it. Yep. Tim, we gave him Nathan Smith last week, and that was kind of a gift. We thought it was a gift at the time. Like, how the hell did we end up giving him Nathan Smith? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Nathan Smith only had two assists last weekend, despite blowing the doors off in Northern. He did not score a goal the entire weekend and had two assists. Uh, I would have expected him to do a little better than that. Uh, I picked Johnny Walker from Arizona State against St. Thomas. And Friday night was looking pretty good. I had a goal and assist from Johnny Walker for three points, but he got shut out on Saturday night. So I only finished with three. So it was pretty even throughout the whole weekend. Uh, the overall standings are not too much different. Um, Tim with 23, Ghost has 13, Rob and me have 11, and Matt has one. Not negative, baby, and not longer <laughs> at zero either. So Yes, you are in the positive. Yeah, all right, no, so, longer, no longer owing well, Jeopardy money anymore. But All right, so the uh, – the game this weekend for the Fantasy Challenge, the Beat the Ghost Challenge, is very straightforward. It's very easy for you guys. We're calling it Tech Takeover. All five players are techies. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Does that mean we have a Clarkson player? No, no. All Michigan Tech. Any, any RIT players in there, perhaps? <laughs> RPI? All Michigan Tech Huskies. The, Who, who's um, the pick first this week? What's the order? The order is Matt, Tim, Rob, Dustin. Well, that makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Matt, pressure Matt, is on. Okay, let's hear. Oh, Matt takes Helen in. We're all home. We're all homers so far. All right. So first, Rylan Mosley. Mosley has two goals in five games. Second. Trenton Bliss. Bliss has one goal and two assists in five games. Third, Brian Hallinan. Hallinan has four goals and three assists in five games. Fourth, Alec Bretzman. Bretzman. Sorry, I don't actually know how to pronounce his name. It's, I think it's Bretzman. It's Bretzman? It is okay. Bretzman. Bretzman. Bretzman has two goals and four assists in five games. And fifth, the only defenseman on the list, Colin Sawyer, with three assists in five games. So, Matt, take it away. You're not going to believe this, but I'm not going to pick Hallinan because Alec Bretzman has a way of showing up in these kind of games, and that's going to be my pick. You got you got Bretzman, okay? So Tim gets Hallinan because I think that's I mean. You think oh, I can't we screw Tim like I got screwed the couple weeks that I wasn't here. <laughs> Let's give Tim the defenseman. I forgot who it was already. <laughs> watch it, watch that happen. Swear gets a hat trick. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really funny because I'm pretty sure that's who the ghost is going to end up with this point. But I mean, gonna... we, can, we can give Tim's not here. We can give him Swear if you want. Well, I wanted. I, uh, yeah. I think he. I, you don't pass up Hallman after the weekend he had. Okay. All right. 
Tim gets Halen in then. I'm gonna I'm gonna new hometown the hometown pick, and I'll go with uh, I'll go with Bliss from Appleton. Rob gets Bliss, so I have to choose between Sawyer and Mosley. Neither nor are really bad picks. You you picked really good players for this this week. I mean, you do a good job of that anyway, but. Yeah, it's always interesting. I tried, you know, I try to make it fairly even. Yeah, so. you try because I mean, there's 60 teams in college hockey. There's pretty easy to make this game with a decent bit of parity, and I think you do a good job of that. Yeah, but I, I also try to make it different every week, right? So like, yeah, this week keep, it's all keep tech players. Interested. You know, yeah. They, yeah, keep everyone interested for the yep. first for the first CCHA series at home. I like that. All right, you know, I'm gonna throw you a loop, Matt. I'm taking Swear. How about it? How about it? I'm going to do Swear. I'm taking Swear because I, I think Swear gets on the score sheet. Swear gets on the score sheet this weekend. And one of Mosley's goals is the empty netter from our zone. So Yeah, yep. you, you got to he, – he only, He's only got uh, one legit goal. goal empty net goals, they still count, but you don't do. talk about them. No, yeah. I'm taking <laughs> I'm taking the number one defenseman over over Mosley. And I don't think that's a that, bad idea. He, that he, means Mosley's probably going to get a hat trick, but whatever. I'd be get, beyond. Get, uh, I'd be stoked if Mosley yeah. got a hat trick, but that's the thing. I'm not gonna be mad. If, no matter what I'll happens, I'm gonna be mad about all tech week. If we yeah. get special teams, if special teams clicks, Swire's a real good choice. He quarterbacks if, the. He quarterbacks. The yeah, if, so if, if AB goals. doesn't get a single point and we dust Lake State on the weekend, you're not gonna hear me cry about it. <laughs> yep. That's what I mean. yep. Uh, and I think, and I think on a good team, I think on a good team, if you. Taking five players, you're picking out five players, taking the best defenseman is not the worst thing, right? Yeah. One minute remaining in the podcast. All righty. We got anything else to talk about this weekend? Or are we good? We good? I think I'm good. All righty. I, well, I think we're good. That that will I'll wrap it up for this this episode of Chasing McNaughton. And unlike last hey, week when Tim hey. wasn't here, I'm going to go through the actual outro this time around. Let's let and Dustin be, and interject. Be, and before you do that, before you do that, I just want to say, if you need to have anything at all done with your teeth, you need to get your ass to Rhinelander, Wisconsin. <laughs> because they've got the best damn dentist that you'd ever met. And his name is Nathan Fibke. It's true. I don't care if you, you're, 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 you're like a Huntsville area listener. You decided to bandwagon tech for someone to listen to. You should just get your, get your get ass there. in the car, floor it to the land of the hodag, and see yes. Dr. Fibke. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's gonna be fantastic. He will, he will get your teeth lit. All right, we do have we do have one new patron that we haven't called out yet because of the fact that Tim's been out and uh you know hasn't been here to remind us. But we got uh I want to give a shout out to Ron Werner. I hope I'm saying your last name right. But uh thanks for joining us on Patreon, Ron. And anybody else can please check us out on Patreon. Join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Patrons at the black level or above will receive an authentic MTU jersey patch and access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Well, Tim might not have level. jersey patches anymore. He said something about not getting jersey patches. Well, it's still, it's in the notes, so I'm reading it. All <laughs> right. still you might at some point patch. we might get jersey patches if we like you enough. <laughs> if you don't get a jersey patch, I will buy you a few drinks. Patrons, patrons at the white level or above will get access to the semi-monthly Zoom chat. Uh, featuring guests like John Scott, Joe Sean, Brad Patterson, and other other folks associated with the Huskies hockey program. Follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions to us through our email address, ChasingMac at TechHockeyGuide.com. 
send voice messages directly to us at anchor.fm slash voice Mac pod. And we'll read it on the air. No one's done that yet. Or hit us up on discord as well. We've got a podcast channel on discord to ask questions there. First person to submit an audio question will receive another Jersey patch that Tim may or may not have. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Or a drink that Dustin may or may not give you. (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your set of choice, let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So please tell your friends. We're trying to try something else new this year. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read your review no matter what it says, including dirty things about Duluth. So let's see if we get some more ratings out there. Biddy, you can submit as many as you want. Dustin will keep reading them. Uh, let's see what everyone else has, there has to say. Uh, once again, thanks to our sponsor, 50 Dental in Rhinelander, like Dustin and Matt uh, mentioned. And always thanks to Mitch Lake for recording our brand new introduction and our patron saint, Doc McRezin, for his generous donation to get everything up and running. We hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. And thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers. If you like what you hear, please check them out at notes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha